You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Back after a long weekend celebrating the Memorial Day holiday. Hopefully you guys are all well and had a great time spending time with family, etc. A lot to catch up on right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today we'll talk about BYU deciding to reopen their facilities beginning next Monday. What that means for BYU football, etc. We'll also talk about the 100-day countdown. We're 100 days away from BYU you and Utah kicking off the season today. We'll talk about that and also give you a preview of what to expect over the coming months as we count you down towards that game as we are anticipating college football starting right on time. So a lot to get to on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are brought to you today by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, save yourself $10 off your first order. Fantastic way to uh, help with your health and fitness regime, regardless of where you're at in life, they can help you out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Once again, use that promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. We'll tell you about them as today's show rolls on as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it started here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 26th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars with us here. Make sure if you're new to the show, hit that follow button if you found us on Spotify or the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss a daily episode of the BYU podcast with us here on Locked On Cougars. We love talking BYU sports every day. We aim to be the one-stop shop for all of your BYU sports news, as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to follow along and never miss an episode of the podcast. Starting off today's show, I wanted to talk a little bit about BYU deciding to actually reopen their athletic training facilities beginning on Monday. I talked about this last week after talking to some people around the campus at BYU that they thought that they might not open till mid-June in terms of getting athletes back on campus, working out in the student-athlete building, the weight rooms at the Smith Fieldhouse, etc. But BYU surprised, I think, a lot of people in saying in their press release, quote, in accordance with the new NCAA Division I Council Directive and consistent with recent guidelines outlined by the state of Utah uh, leads together, BYU football and men's and women's basketball student-athletes will have the option to utilize select university athletic training facilities beginning Monday, June 1st. Under the direction of the BYU training staff, the plan accounts for incorporating additional student-athletes from other teams in subsequent phases subject to future NCAA directives. Uh, the NCAA announced last week that other sports uh, are actually allowed to go back and work out. So I would guess that BYU probably be updating this plan in the near future, allowing other student athletes outside the men's and women's basketball programs as well as BYU football 
to start using facilities as well. The good news about all of this, guys, is that after about over two months at this point, I think we're in the 70-day range, or if not longer, of the shutdown due to COVID-19, it looks like student-athletes are getting back on campuses and starting to work out. We've talked about this on the podcast, the BYU student-athletes, in particular the football program, they've been scattered all over the country. A lot of them returning home to finish out the semester at the direction of Brigham Young University, and that made for an interesting situation because there are guys who have access to weight rooms. There, there are guys who have had accesses to gyms. Other guys have had none such access and they've had to rely on home workouts using their own body weight essentially to work out that way. They need time to get their bodies in shape ahead of this upcoming season. They've missed over two months of high-level training with their respective strength and conditioning coaches to get their bodies in shape for the upcoming season. And it's going to take some time for them to get back to the level they were at as they entered spring ball and even, I think, during that off-season workout from January, February, March area. Their guys are obviously going to lose a bunch of the gains that they had gotten during the previous iterations of the off-season workouts that BYU was undergoing, in particular football, but this even goes for BYU basketball and women's basketball, men's and women's basketball, excuse me. They're coming off a season where they had it shut down early on them, where they were in the middle of conference tournaments, getting ready for the NCAA tournament in the case of BYU men's basketball, and all of a sudden it's just wiped out. So they've had months off here where they've probably been shooting on their own, doing some dribbling, etc., but have not been playing high-level basketball. So they need time to get back into shape. So it's just a it's a very interesting situation all the way around for BYU. But the good news is, is starting June 1st, you're going to see some BYU football players probably posting on social media that they're back in the weight rooms down there at the student-athlete building in Provo working out. They need to get work. Uh, they need to get in the weight room. They need to start living. They need to get some speed work going on. A number of players have done their own workouts. Guys like Lorenzo Fawatea have been uh, very uh, notable on social media, posting workouts with his fellow teammates at various parks around the local area in terms of Provo and when they're getting footwork in, etc. But they're not getting the team-wide workouts, the specific workouts for their position groups, etc. And that's the biggest issue that you're hearing a lot of coaches, not just including Kalani Satake, hearing coaches across the country uh, crowing about the fact that they need eight weeks of training to essentially make up for the lost time with spring ball. Some programs like BYU got five or six practices in. Some programs didn't even get any practices in. So a lot of them are saying, hey, we need eight weeks of training going on. Do I think they'll get eight weeks? Probably not. I could see the NCAA deciding, you know what, we'll give you regular training camp and that's it. And off we go into a season, which we hope isn't disrupted, etc. It's still a lot of moving parts, but the positive news is that things are moving towards a resumption of live sports in the relatively near future. I think if the NBA and Major League Baseball decide to get their seasons underway in uh, July, we're looking at July 4th for baseball. The NBA saying that late July down there in Disney World is when they would resume uh, their season, finishing out the 2019-2020 season in their in in their respective element. If those seasons go off without a hitch and they don't necessarily have to be delayed any further, that makes me think that college football will be coming in late August, early September. And here's hoping that, fingers crossed, they can get the season in before a potential second wave of COVID-19 comes back during the regular flu and cold season in late November 
in December. So very interesting situation all the all the way around. But the positive news is that BYU will allow their student athletes, particularly in the BYU football, as well as the men's and basketball programs, to get back into workouts. Meaning the men's t- uh, men's and women's basketball teams will be over at the Marriott Center Annex, most likely working out there. While the football program will be isolated in the student athlete building and the weight rooms there, and getting ready for their season. I just think it's a positive news. It's another step towards what appears to be a resumption of sports in the relatively relatively near future. And man, what a two-month period it has been without those live sports, and I miss them. So I'm glad that they're coming back, and we're looking forward to seeing what can happen as we get closer and closer uh, to fall camp, etc. We'll have it all covered for you right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. All right, uh, we're going to switch gears and talk a little more in depth about BYU football here in just a second. Our countdown towards the season begins tomorrow in earnest. Talk a little bit about it being 100 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season here in just a second. Before we do that, though, our title sponsor here on the Locked on Cougars podcast and the entirety of the Locked on podcast network is our good friends at Built Bar. We've talked about them every day over the past month, but they are absolutely incredible, guys. They have done incredible work in terms of helping people along their health journey. If you're a husky gentleman like myself, you're trying to lose weight, they can help you in that regard. If you're trying to maintain weight, uh, pack on muscle mass, etc., they can help you guys do that, and I would encourage you guys to check them out. They do an incredible job with that. My favorite part about Built Bar is they taste delicious. They taste like a candy bar. I'm not even joking. They're absolutely delicious. They're adding new flavors all the time. Uh, Earlier this week announcing they've launched four new flavors with peanut butter banana, pineapple upside down cake, coconut pecan pie, as well as blueberry lemon. I can tell you this much, I'm ordering a new box because I need to try that PB banana as well as the pineapple upside down cake. Those are two of my favorite flavor profiles in all of the world, so I'll be trying those for sure. Right now, you can get $5 off every box of bars that you order from Built Bar. That's in addition right now to the promo code you can use, Locked On, that gets you $10 off your first order. So you could save yourself $15 off your first order uh, when you go to BuiltBar.com this week only on the $5 off every box of bars offer. So you have until Friday, uh, May 31st, actually that'd be Saturday, excuse me, uh, to make, get this order in and save yourself $5 off each box of bars in addition to your first order, getting $10 off with the promo code locked on. I've talked a lot about Built Bar over the previous weeks, and I really love this company. The best part is it's a local company as they join us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast based right here in Utah, and they would love your business. You're supporting the local economy when you support our good friends at Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about them, get your orders in, use that promo code Locked On, get your $10 off your first order, but this week only, $5 off every box of bars. That is a phenomenal, phenomenal offer. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and save yourself at least $15 on your first order with Built Bar. A proud sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, last week we talked about the 100-day countdown to college football. Obviously, August 29th, week zero, there will be games being played. Uh, Teams like Cal and UNLV scheduled to play. I believe Arizona and Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, also scheduled to be playing on that. And I said I was going to start the 99-day countdown that we've done here on the Locked On Cougars podcast on Friday when we reached the 99-day countdown to college football. 
I had a few people reach out that listen to the podcast regularly saying they'd rather see us start the countdown when we were 99 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season, which means that'll be on tomorrow's podcast. We will be breaking down the greatest players to wear that number in BYU football history, starting with 99 and counting you all the way down to number one. And even a discussion about number zero that will become a legal number this year in college football. No player that I know of in BYU football history has worn that digit, but we'll have fun with this and we'll count it down all summer long, getting you ready for college football and looking forward to that. That means today we are 100 days away from BYU and Utah renewing uh, their acquaintances, I guess we could call it, up there at Rice Eccles Stadium in the latest iteration of the Holy War or what I like to call the church and state rivalry whatever you want to call it, uh, there's 100 days away from today. The fun part about last year's game in 2019 is it was the 100th playing of this longtime rivalry, and Utah won for the ninth straight time, 30-12 to over BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. If you remember that game, it was August 29th, 2019. Uh, it was a game that was marred by a deluge, just an absolute microburst, it felt like, in the fourth quarter, delayed the game on a Thursday night. I didn't get over till very, very late. It made for a very early morning when it came to my uh, my radio responsibilities with the Zone Sports Network and my day job the next day. But regardless, a crazy game all the way around, but it gave Utah their ninth straight win over BYU. And the, the thought is that going into the 101st matchup between these two schools all time, does BYU have their best chance to break the streak this year up at Rice-Eccles Stadium. On paper, it would appear that way because Utah had nine of their 11 starters on defense uh, leave via graduation going on into the NFL. And I believe a number of them are going to be high-level contributors in the NFL. One of them, a former BYU Cougar and Francis Bernard, him signing with the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that BYU on paper should have the upper hand because they bring back most of their core intact, whereas Utah lost their top running back, their top uh, quarterback in Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss. Those two are gone. The wide receiving core for Utah should be pretty solid. Their offensive line is young, like BYU's offensive line has been, so they've come back pretty much intact. But the defense in particular for Utah, a lot of rebuilding to do there. And I do think that this year is a great opportunity for BYU once again to go out and hopefully snap this streak. You don't want to make it 10 straight games, double digits, uh, if you're BYU, obviously. It would be just another year of misery for BYU fans. There have been so many close calls during this most recent streak for Utah. They tied their longest win streak in rivalry history with the win last year, uh, last August, in that 30-12 victory. And you can guarantee BYU is going to be chomping at the bit to win this game. My issue is is that BYU, and I don't know how to describe this other than it's a mental block for the BYU football program, they cannot get over the hump against Utah. You think back to that game last time they were at Rice-Eccles Stadium, you had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter and you somehow lost that game. I, I can't explain it with BYU football. I My brother this past weekend spending a lot of time with family with the Memorial Day holiday, etc. And he brought up the questions like, Jake, what are the chances BYU wins this game and snaps the streak? And I told him, 
I don't know. I don't know what the chances are, but I do believe this is a great opportunity for BYU if they can capitalize on the chances they've been given. You can think back during this streak. Uh, BYU has shot themselves in the foot numerous times. They've also seen themselves get blown out. This past year's game, not particularly close. After that rain delay, Utah ground out what was a nine-minute drive to finish out the game, and BYU just could not stop them. Zach Moss just gashed them time and time and time again uh, to the tune of 187 yards in that game, an average of 6.4 yards per carry. Just a phenomenal outing uh, for Utah in that game. And I don't mean to come off as some pro-Utah supporter because I'm not, but it was not close in that game. But amidst these nine games that BYU has lost in a row to Utah, you can think back to a number of them and how close they've been. Had BYU been able to make a field goal uh, when it got blocked with the crowd rushing the field multiple times, they might have won that game and snapped the streak then. You think of that game last time they were at Rice Eccles Stadium two years ago in late November. They had a double-digit lead. They started off on fire, but somehow allowed Tyler Huntley, not Tyler Huntley, it was actually Jason Shelley at the time, who was filling in for an injured Tyler Huntley, to rally the troops and rally Utah to another win. This year, on paper, it appears that BYU has their best opportunity to snap the streak, but they have to get out of their own way. We're 100 days away from this game, and I don't know what BYU needs to do if they need to get rid of the bad juju. Regardless, whatever it is, Something needs to give for BYU to get over the hump here and beat the University of Utah. I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, that Utah's recruiting at a different level than BYU, plain and simple right now. But this is a year that appears in going into a first game that BYU, with their continuity intact, quarterback coming back, the running backs by and large are back. Receiving core, okay, BYU struggled in terms of losing their top three senior wide receivers this past year. But otherwise, BYU's pretty strong along the trenches and both the offensive and defensive lines, the linebacking core, the secondary. On paper, it appears BYU, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, they have their best opportunity to snap the streak, and we'll see what happens 100 days away from today, 100 days from today, as BYU and Utah match up in their rivalry game up there at Rice Eccles Stadium, and also, fingers crossed, that that game comes off as scheduled, and it would be a lot of fun to see sports back in our live in that regard. So, we'll see what happens, but an interesting topic, and we'll be counting you down every day until that game, we hope, as we start the 99-day countdown tomorrow with with the best player to wear number 99 and I think most of you who knew who wears who has worn number 99 in BYU football history you've got an idea where we're going to start out tomorrow so it should be a lot of fun regardless and a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast as we roll along here all right uh, we'll catch up on everything that's going on in BYU sports news here in just a second a couple of transfer portal targets have BYU amidst their top five schools etc we'll recap those here in just a minute before we do that need to talk to you guys about our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources located in Provo. Talacris, as well as all do- plasma donation centers all over the country and in the state of Utah have an urgent critical need for you guys to donate your plasma. They need it because it helps people with burn us burn therapy for oh, sorry, plasma therapy for burn victims as well as research into additional usages of plasma as well as medications for people with low immune systems. Their parent company of Talacris is Griffles 
it's a nationwide company. They're actually on the forefront right now of looking into how plasma therapy can help people with the COVID-19 pandemic. They're looking for antibodies. The only way they can look for those is if people donate their plasma and you guys are needed at this time. The best part is, is that they're offering you guys cash reward, cash money to go donate your plasma. The more you donate in a month, the more Talacris will will pay you each month for your plasma donations. New donors right now can earn up to $525 in their first month of donations. Returning donors can earn up to $475 a month. And Talacris is the best of the best. When I was a student at BYU way back when I donated plasma, a lot of students do it because it's an easy way to make some cash. If you've been furloughed from your current day job or if you've been laid off this is an opportunity for you guys to put some money into your pocket while also helping your fellow man i would encourage you guys to go visit telechris plasma resources their address 651 columbia lane in provo straight across columbia lane from the deseret industries thrift store there right next door to our good friends over at sweets hawaiian grill so easy location to find down there in provo so stop by let them know that locked on cougar sent you if you want to learn more about them, you can give them a call as well. 801-377-1243. That's Talacris Plasma Resources. Open all day and night, by the way. Monday through Friday, 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Saturdays, 5.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then closed on Sundays. So anytime you've got time during the day, Talacris could use your donations. Go visit them. 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. Phone number 801-377-1243. That's Talacris Plasma Resources, a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. The transfer portal saga continues on for BYU football. Obviously, they're combing every bit of that transfer portal, looking for another guard to add to their roster, speaking of Mark Pope's program. And the most recent addition to that in terms of a guy who's got BYU amongst his top five schools is East Tennessee State's Davian Williamson. He named BYU, Wake Forest, San Diego State, Georgetown, and Tulsa as his top five schools. Uh, Williamson is more of a playmaker making a point guard at six foot two. He played two seasons at East Tennessee State before entering the transfer portal. He started in 14 games this year during the Buccaneers 30 and four season. Uh, their head coach recently left uh, to be a head coach elsewhere at Wake Forest. Uh, and yeah, so Steve Forbes went to Wake Forest from ETSU. He's also a native of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is right there near Wake Forest. So it make for an interesting situation if he decides anywhere but Wake Forest. But the nice part is you're seeing BYU remain in the conversation for some of these top-level prospects in the transfer portal. Uh, BYU still looking for a guard. Uh, they are also in the top seven still for Mac McClung. I like our good friends over at Vanquish the Foe. I believe it was Robbie McCombs who runs the site. actually wrote about this this past weekend. And he was saying that uh, Mac McClung is actually probably in the top three in terms of BYU being in his top three with Texas Tech uh, kind of being the favorite here. But an interesting situation with Wake Forest and Steve Forbes from McClung as well because it's out there on the East Coast. It's not a far trip uh, from Georgetown to Wake Forest for a guy like McClung. But the nice part is that BYU remains in the mix for some of these high-level transfers. And that makes me think that BYU at some point is going to break through here. Do I think they land a kid of caliber of Mac McClung? It doesn't look that 
that way. It looks like Texas Tech probably has the inside track as it stands currently, but you never know. We never thought that BYU was going to land a kid of the caliber of Matt Harms because he had no connection to the state of Utah. The only time he'd been in the state of Utah was driving through on his way to an AAU tournament. So... Big tip of the cap to Mark Pope and his staff. They're doing an incredible job. Cody Fuger uh, is the kind of the point man, it sounds like, as well as Nick Robinson on the first contact between BYU and these transfer portal targets. But the nice part is, is they are chasing every and any lead, leaving no stone unturned like former BYU running backs coach uh, A.J. Stewart liked to say all the time. And they're doing their best to find some talent. I think at some point it's going to break through for BYU and they're going to find a guy that can come in. It looks more and more likely that it's going to be a point guard who can sit out this upcoming season and then take over in theory for Alex Barcelo next year in 2021-2022. But you never know what's going to happen. And that's the nice part about this is BYU remains... uh, very much engaged with the transfer portal and I think there's a lot of talent to be mined out of the portal and here's hoping that it works out for BYU they find the right guy for them and then he comes in and he becomes a star because that's only going to help BYU as they continue to trace trans, uh, chase transfers down the road this is going to be something that's part of BYU basketball as long as Mark Pope is at BYU and I would guess that even longer than that it'll probably go beyond him and however long he spends coaching BYU they're going to be using in the transfer portal. I think it's a smart way to go about it. You find young men who have already experienced the college scene and maybe want a little more of a reserved atmosphere where they can just focus on their craft. Speaking of playing basketball, it can be a benefit. And I think that BYU needs to play that up as much as possible. And here's hoping that guys like Matt Harms in the coming year have a great experience. And then BYU can point to them and say, you know what? This guy came in here with no connection to the state, had a great experience, and has moved on now. You need to have these guys have a good experience experiences because it recruits other athletes on its own when they see the success of transfers going to BYU and succeeding there. It just makes them thinking, you know what? BYU might be a place for me, even though it may not be out it may be outside of my comfort zone and may not be something that I'm used to. I think it's a great way to go about it for BYU basketball. And here's hoping that guys like Davian Williamson or Mac McClung, maybe they land one or both of those guys and we're happy as a clam when it comes to BYU basketball. We'll find out, but it's nice to see BYU doing their part in terms of not ever conceding and just chasing top-level talent regardless of wherever they may be located, whether in the transfer portal or just in the regular recruiting cycle with high school athletes, etc. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you to all of you once again for your continued support of the show. Hopefully, you guys' holiday weekend was great. You had a great Memorial Day. I can tell you this much. I had a great time, and I felt like I needed a holiday from the holiday, and that seems to tell me that we've had a good holiday when it's that way. Uh, make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out, at Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and you always can feel free to drop us a note via email. The email address for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday whenever you hear this. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. The 99-day countdown begins on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Cougars. As as well as our way back time machine editions of the podcast as well. So it should be a lot of fun once again this week here on the podcast. So make sure to join us each and every day. Have a great day. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 26th, 2020.